Hello, and this is Joseph Carlson with episode 29 of Gaming with Grief. And this week's episode is called By Torchlight. And you'll figure out why it's called By Torchlight pretty soon. Uh, first off, if you want to get a hold of me at the show, you can go to www.gamingwithgrief.com. This episode will hit Monday at 7 a.m. I'm recording this on Sunday. So, yeah, you can just go there, leave a comment below, or, um, you know, anything you want to believe below. Um, if you want to leave me a question or something like that, you can leave it right below the video. Again, that's www.gamingwithgrief.com. This episode will hit Monday morning at 7 a.m. Um, if you want to write me an email or anything like that, go to uh, Gmail, and the address is gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. And you can go there, write me an email. I won't read it on the air if you don't want me to. I will if you will. Uh, just put in the description, like, do not read or something. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, not for the week, just for the intro. Anyway, what have I been doing this week? Uh, I had a birthday last week. That's pretty fun. I turned the big four zero. That's right. I'm a young man at heart, but I'm a 40-year-old man on my face. So... Just remember, uh, but long story short, I had a good birthday. Uh, my wife took me out to dinner. We went to a seafood restaurant uh, nearby. I'm not a big seafood person, but, you know, you get to a certain age, you're like, it doesn't matter anymore. So I actually had lobster tail. It was pretty good. Uh, a little steak. Um, had somewhat of a dessert. It was okay. Uh, that was very nice for her to do. She also, I think I mentioned, bought me Jedi Fallen Order. I played more of that. That was very good. I'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but this weekend, I also got to go with my friends to Dave & Buster's, uh, a local... Everybody's probably heard of Dave & Buster's. It's a national chain. It's a massive arcade. Uh, I've never been there before. My friends and I, a friend of mine, had always talked about going there, and we never did. But we actually went Saturday. It was a plan between my wife and my friend. And a bunch of people showed up, and it was great. Food, friends, laughing, tons of video games. Uh, the place is massive, the location we were at. Uh, a lot of the good games were out of order. Uh, my wife's been playing Luigi's Mansion 3 on the Switch, and they had an arcade version of Luigi's Mansion 3. And she really wanted to play it, but of course, it was out of order, so we couldn't do that. So we were very uh, bummed out. Uh, and then there was other things. There was a Ghostbuster game we played that was very good. Uh, we did a lot of the shoot hoops games. Uh, you know, you get tickets there, and it's like every place that gives you tickets for winning. You know, it's like you win 5,000 tickets, you get a pencil, stuff like that. But I really had a good time, uh, and that brings me to the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, I got We got to play the Halo arcade game. It's called uh, Fireteam Raven, and uh, uh, we were waiting. It's very popular. We had to wait. A couple hours in the evening to play it, but my friends, my wife and I, and two of my close friends, uh, we sat down and we played it, and it was really neat. It was uh, just, you know, it's an on-rails shooter. You take Raven Squad. Uh, everybody has a gun. You sit in a seat and you shoot the gun, and everything is color-coded. There's a light on the top of your gun to tell you if you're blue, and the reticle is blue on the screen. What's really cool is you have two big monitors, obviously, that are your playing field, and um, unfortunately, well, what's cool is you can go from screen to screen. Uh, so I can just go right over to the screen next to me. You know, they're connected. It's really these cool, immersive things. There's sections where you have all the iconic Halo weapons. You're shooting down banshees and taking out elites and killing grunts 
which I still don't like grunts. They're very annoying. But we sat down to play it, and uh, there was these two young girls next to us. It's a four-player cabinet. Uh, they were almost done, and we didn't know that. We put money in, and we played maybe for 10 minutes, and then the credits rolled, which is fine because we just waited. The two girls left. My wife and friend came, so it was four people that I knew that came to sit down to play. And uh, we played, I think it's like an hour long. It's hard to gauge, um, but we all had a great time, spent some money, got to see the thing through. It was really thrilling. I definitely recommend it if there's one in your area. I think they only are in Dave & Buster's. But yeah, it's Halo Fireteam Raven. Check it out. It's an on-rail shooter. Again, in the Halo universe, you do see the Chief every once in a while. You fight all the big bosses from every Halo game that I can imagine. I'm trying to think. They, they had the Flood in there, which is always my least favorite part of Halo. But it was there. And it was fun. So yeah, again, Halo Fireteam Raven. Check it out. Go to Dave & Buster's. Probably, they probably have a website you could go to. I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure they have a website you could go to and check out where they are in your area. Uh, check them out. Support it. It's cool. Um, and then uh, we proceeded to just play a lot of, like, played Mario Kart Arcade, which is two laps. And um, I think I'm pretty good at Mario Kart. You know, like at home, I beat the crap out of my wife at Mario Kart. I'm always, I'm not saying I'm number one. But she's at least a couple of places below me. And you get really overconfident. Every time my wife has played me at a driving game in an arcade, she just kicks the crap out of me. Like, I think in Mario Kart, I was like, well, this is actually a photo finish. She was one, and I was right behind her. But she just has this knack in the arcade for just trouncing me like crazy. Another thing, we played ARMS on the Nintendo Switch, which is just a fighting game where every character has spring for ARMS, and they can put different attachments on their ARMS. It's a fighting game. It's like third person, camera stays behind you. Long story short, I could not beat her in arms. And she just laughed and laughed and laughed. So there's like these arcadey games that I just can't come out on top. Uh, I wanted a rematch. Or actually, we played a, like a motocross game. So we're like a racing motorcycle game. Same thing, You they had a pod that looked like a motorcycle that you can lean and the controls you know, pitch or yawn, depending on how you're leaning, just like you would in a real motorcycle. And she beat me. I think I was last. And she was like 11th. So she just whooped me by four or five spots. Uh, it is great and humbling to know that no matter how good you think you are at home, your wife will probably beat you somewhere else. So uh, long story short, uh, Dave & Buster's was very fun. It was very good. I had a good time. Thank you, everybody, for coming. The I, I don't know if anybody... I know one person's probably listening to this that was there. So thank you very much. It was great. Hoping to do that again when I turn 50, because that would be amazing. You know? Are you guys old? Yeah, we're old, but we're going to play some games. So screw you guys. So yeah. So that ends that kind of uh, Halo section in the Dave & Buster's. So uh, the next thing I want to talk about is just Star Wars. Let's just talk about some Star Wars, shall we? So I've been playing more of Jedi Fallen Order. Um... I think it was very frustrating in the beginning. There is still some bugs, but I think the more abilities and powers your character gets. Uh, I've been dying less. Uh, you get more healing stims. Um, you kind of feel the rhythm of the game. You do more damage to people around you. So as you gain more skills, it seems like I'm able to kill people easier. Not just through skills, but it just seems like generally my lightsaber, basic lightsaber attacks are doing more damage. And it's getting less frustrating. Now I'm to the point where I'm looking for secrets, you know, and that, but that's cool because that stuff gives you 
customizable stuff or it gives you you know ways to advance through the level or it gives you like healing stims or it gives you um you know skill points and things so it does actually help you by doing all that stuff so uh again i probably played for like 10 or 15 hours it's good I will say that the one thing I think that is still at odds with it by playing it more and more is the idea that when you meditate at a meditative spot, uh, you know, you can rest, regain all your stims, all your health comes back, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can buy skill upgrades. You see the skill tree. Um, or you can just leave because it's a save point, which I had to read the directions or the, the load screens to realize that it's a save point because it kept doing things and it wouldn't save. And I was getting booted back incredibly far on the level of like man i did all this or i saw this big cutscene and blah 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 but it's because those meditative points are a save point so if you're playing the game know that the meditative points are a save point find one of them and do something you'll see the logo down below uh the i think it's the new republic logo you'll see that down below and that'll be a way for you to save so remember that when you're doing it but i like the game so far it is still very fun it's getting Again, as I get more and more abilities, you have more means of traversing the environment and things like that, and it's getting uh, it's getting more and more enjoyable. So at first I was like, yeah, it's good, but I don't know if it's great. There is still some major bugs. Uh, I was on the ship trying to complete a mission. Uh, nobody was in the ship, which is crazy because I have a captain and a co-pilot. They're nowhere to be found. Uh, I zoomed into the map selected the planet I wanted to, it zoomed out, and your map is near the cockpit. As soon as the camera zoomed out, all of a sudden the pilot and co-pilot are just magically in the cockpit uh, flying, just taking off, flying. Um, so it was really weird. Uh, it was weird. It was kind of jarring. It's like, well, where were you a second ago? Um, I haven't had any, any, any other enemies like T-pose out of a wall, but that was really weird. It was weird to see enemies just force move out of a wall. What is nice, though, is you gain more and more abilities. I think I talked about this last podcast. The map will be marked with areas you can and can't go to, either red or green. And what you could do is go to your ship, look at the places you have been, and then just view the map and be like, okay, I still can't go there. I don't have the ability to go there yet. It's like, oh, or I do. I can go here, and I do have the ability to go here. Cool. So I'll do that. And you can do that by backtracking. And one thing I do also like about the game it tells you in a certain area how many secrets you found, how many chests you found, like the treasure chests in a way, um, so you know your progress in an area. And then it tells you the overall progress of the map. There's a few things that are hidden that it doesn't tell you. You find these things like sense echoes where you hit R3 and you basically hear some audio cues and it's basically a blue area that's glowing and you have a memory from that place and you kind of tell your buddy droid kind of what happened in that place and you can read like a like an uh, a log entry about what happened like a synopsis basically and um it is kind of cool in the world but a lot of the stuff uh, the character just repeats you know you'll hear a woman scream and he says oh a woman screamed here you're like yeah we just heard that that's cool but um they do give you quite a bit of xp and so it is kind of worth it uh if you're like me and I like to get every ability. I like to max it out because I want to have options. It is good to know that you can find those things, get a massive XP bump, and uh, you know, kind of move on. But the one thing I still think is at odds is, you know, Dark Souls. Whatever you're going to say about that game, there was a way why there was a a lore story and gameplay reason for uh, you know enemies to come back. It was part of the world. Long story short, it was just part of the design. 
and it feels really like this when you do that and all the enemies respawn when you meditate all the enemies respawn even some of the mini bosses and that's a little frustrating um, it is good if you're trying to hunt trophies or achievements because obviously you have to kill so many of this or do you know kill someone a certain way you can kind of just farming those people over and over again you can farm for xp if you're missing skill points but it is strange in a star wars movie where you clear out a whole you know base of empire you know stormtroopers and stuff you know you save and then all of a sudden they're all back uh it's a little weird but uh, again not bad especially if you want to practice with your abilities and stuff like that it's just kind of strange but um other than that i'm having a great time with it i'm definitely going to keep playing it it's it's awesome um and the next star wars thing i want to talk about is a little bit off topic but i watched the fifth episode of the mandalorian and there's been a like some negative talk about this online and i don't really want to get into spoilers but i do kind of agree with some of the talk online i'm not going to say that it was like the worst episode ever but this episode especially felt like nothing really moved forward which is kind of terrible because um i don't want to give away what the main arc of the um mandalorian is because i I do think it's a spoiler but i think the story the a story the idea of why the mandalorian's kind of on the run is very interesting and you know this only has eight or ten seasons or eight or ten episodes so for them to just take a whole episode and just nothing of consequence happens uh, that's kind of a strange decision because, you know, you're on a limited run. Uh, like a lot of people have talked about online, and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. If this was like 22 episodes, you can kind of take an episode and go, okay, that didn't really, you know, there's a little bit of character stuff, but it really didn't move anything forward. But that's all right because we got 20 more episodes or 18 more episodes. But like I said, there's, I think, 10 episodes. So they, they you know, this is episode five. So they should be kind of rounding out the conclusion of you know, whatever the story is and where it's going to. I hope it doesn't end on a cliffhanger and I hope they don't say, oh, gee, sorry, we're just going to wait to talk about this next week. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm disappointed, but I am still want to see what happens next week. I, I think every week, at least a Mandalorian is interesting. The actual character of the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, does a good job of conveying emotion even behind a mask. And, um, some of the side characters are interesting. Like I said, this week was kind of a letdown. But for the most part, uh, these he's at least in some good situations. So again, I'm, I'll recommend The Mandalorian. I'll say episode five was kind of a low point, but I'm still looking forward to seeing where it goes. And maybe everybody, including myself, will be wrong. And this will there'll be a massive payout, and it'll talk about all this, you know, what all this meant. And um, yeah, maybe it'll be good. So yeah. So um, what else? So last thing I want to talk about it is since it was my birthday Saturday, I got some um, eShop money on the old Nintendo eShop, and I purchased Torchlight 2. And if you don't know what Torchlight 2 is, you actually might know what Torchlight 2 is. Torchlight 2 is basically a small independent developer named Runic Games. Um, years ago, made a game called Torchlight, uh, which was basically a Diablo, but it just had a different art style with kind of a lot of the old school sensibilities of the original Diablo of like... You know, you have so many potions, you go deeper and deeper in a dungeon, you have to go back and sell your stuff, like things like that. Uh, the classes are different, obviously, because they didn't want to get sued. The art style is completely different. I actually really like the art style. Um, there is still blood and some gore, but it isn't, you're not fighting uh, the devil. You're fighting, at least in the first one, it was, um, 
I think the Destroyer. In this one, it is the Destroyer as well. Um, the first one, it, you basically just go into uh, bigger and bigger dungeons, and there's missions you go on. I think in this one, they really mix it up with. You do go in dungeons and do side quests. Um, I've only been to a three-floor three floor dungeon, which doesn't seem that deep. Uh, but what they did do is in the first game, you either had a cat or a dog. You could name it whatever you wanted, and it had... Uh, backpacks and things on it so you could give it stuff and then tell it like go to town and sell this stuff which was really great so you kind of had a shared inventory uh and there the deeper you were in the dungeon um i think in the first game i was like 15 stories deep in this dungeon it was it was so much so there's two things one you can send your animal off i picked a dog because it was alaskan uh, husky it looked amazing um or siberian husky um, it'll have a timer on it. You send it off, and it says, "Hey, you got two minutes till your pet comes back." Uh, so you can go it alone or wait, um, because they actually do attack and they help you. Um, and then what's really cool is in the dungeons I was in in the first game, uh, you could uh, catch fish in the underground pools and stuff like that. And then if you fed your animal a fish, they became a creature. Sometimes an elemental, sometimes a mole that had claws and they attack and do more damage well they brought that back in the second game and what they also brought back instead of just having a dog or a cat there's probably about eight animals you can be now one of them is a panda one of them is a stag one of them is a unicorn that looks crazy there's like some weird insect alien hybrid they made that you can have a ferret um, I picked a fox because he looked pretty cool you can have a dog you can have a well you can have a wolf or you can have a cat you can change the color of the skin to make it look like a panther, the cat anywhere, whatever. All these have, like, I was kind of blown away by the amount of animals you could uh, be in the game. It was kind of cool. Or at least pick for your companion. And it's the same thing. You can load it up with all your stuff. You can look at everything you're telling to send it off because you can send that stuff back to your bags or give it to the pet to just sell. You can send it off, and then it'll say your pet is going to town. And you can look, and it'll say, hey, you got a minute and 50 seconds until your pet comes back. And uh, I'll tell you. Uh, you don't know that you miss a companion until he's gone. I got uh, messed up quite a bit playing uh, just because I thought I could go it alone. I picked a class called the Outlander. They start with dual-wielding pistols, which is always cool. And uh, then you can dual-wield anything. I can have a pistol in one hand, a short sword in the other. Uh, like Diablo, there's a skill tree. So I went for uh, dodging a lot. You have skills and abilities. You're... Uh, Oh, your stats. So your stats are like strength, stamina, all that kind of stuff, which is kind of nice because it's actually gated to equipment. So if you pick up a hammer, it's like, hey, you need a dexterity of at least 20 to pick this up. Or a level requirement. Or sometimes there'll be two requirements. It's like, hey, you need to be level 16 and have your dexterity of 20 to pick this up. And they'll be red, obviously, when you can't do them. But when you look in the description, they'll turn white. And it's like, okay, you could pick this thing up now. There'll be an X on the piece of equipment, so you know you can't pick it up. But anyway, if you like Diablo and are looking for a cheaper alternative, because I think Diablo, no matter where you get it, is expensive. Uh, unless you maybe find it on a sale on a PC. Uh, Torchlight 2 is only 20 bucks. Uh, there isn't local co-op, um, except I think... I was reading the description. They said that everybody that plays the game has to own a Switch and a copy of the game. So, like, Diablo was cool because it had a couch co-op. Uh, my wife could play uh, with me, I think. But this is, like, she has to buy a copy of Torchlight 
and then whoever we're playing with has to have a copy of Torchlight. And then we can, I can create like a lobby and be a host, and then you can join my game, and then we kind of play together. We're playing each other's stuff, and that's fine. Um, I will say, <clears throat> even if other people in your group have to buy the game, and if they have a Switch, it's still cheaper than buying, you know, three or four copies of Diablo, right? Because I think I bought, it's been a while, but I bought the Eternal Collection for Christmas a few years ago when it came out. And it was $60. So this is, you can get, you know, three copies for that. So you could even buy it for your friends and be like, hey man, join me in Torchlight. You know, it'd be really cool. So, um, yeah, I definitely recommend it. It is, I'm not really playing a lot of Blizzard games now because, um, you know, the whole Hong Kong thing. Please go look that up. I don't have a lot of time to explain everything that happened, but uh, I just don't like how they treated those people that were talking about things that should be like a normal well i don't want to get into it long story short uh i'm looking if you're and even if you're just looking for a cheap alternative if you're like man i just don't like the art style of diablo or it just doesn't hit me uh look at some gameplay footage of torchlight 2 and it is co-op because the first one as i mentioned i played that quite a bit and there was no co-op you're kind of going it alone and sometimes it felt very isolating to be like that like oh man i really wish my friend could help me and and I gotta say, playing Diablo uh, with my wife and my in-laws, having a four-player squ squad and hitting those dungeons, that was a really good feeling, you know, and like, like you're talking, you're just talking during it and stuff because, and you're watching the cutscenes and stuff like that, but you're still having a good time, and that's part of the, you know, experience, is to sit down, you know, on the couch and just play a game with friends, and uh, yeah, like I said, it's 20 bucks, so it's cheaper than getting, you know, that many copies of Diablo because uh, you know everybody's tight for money and if you have to pitch someone hey we're gonna play Diablo it's 60 bucks like eh. but if you say hey we're gonna play this game Torchlight it's just like Diablo with some tweaks uh it's 20 bucks you know your friend could be like oh that seems a little bit more reasonable I could go for 20 bucks I'm not gonna go for 60 but uh long story short I recommend it um so yeah I think that's uh, I think that's all the gaming stuff I got uh so far uh what I'm trying to think next week I will have an episode up around Christmas uh you know just same week there's not because christmas falls in the end of the middle of the week this year so there's not going to be any kind of interruption or any kind of uh, you know disruption of that so normal episode then i probably will do like a game of the year thing i didn't i'm trying to think of the games i actually completed this year i did complete some games but i, I usually keep a list and i haven't keep, kept a list this year so i have to look through my logs and see what i beat this game and and maybe i'll talk about um you know games that maybe need a little bit more love. You know, games that maybe people aren't talking about or things that I've heard about that I've tried. Uh, maybe some independent stuff. Um, but I mean, if you're listening to, like me, listen to a bunch of gaming podcasts, you probably heard the game that you're thinking of tons of times. Um, but long story short, again, if you want to see this, it goes up uh, Monday at 7 in the morning uh, on www.gamingwithgrief.com. Just go there, leave a comment below the video. Uh, you know, I, you can't like and subscribe yet. I'm still working on the iTunes thing. Um, and then if you want to write me an email, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. And if you want me to read it over the show, I will. If not, I won't. Uh, until then, everybody, have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye.